Hello and welcome back. Here's part two. So earlier made me think about some stuff I learned in business school of all places yeah. about um, <laughs> implicit bias. And uh, it's a very interesting like short video put out by one of like the big four accounting companies. <laughs> but it, was, it was actually pretty good. Um, and it talks about how humans are hit with so much information, data, stimuli in seconds, you know, and the brain cannot possibly process it all. So we come up with shortcuts or heuristics um, to help us process this information. But those shortcuts are what tend to get us in trouble. Right. And so we, we have right. these moments where we have to stop and actually analyze what's going on, right. challenge our assumptions and ask questions and make sure we're not using shortcuts because that can lead to other people suffering. And so this is kind of in reconnecting those dots, you're almost like recalibrating and saying, slow down. Right. All right. Let's let's figure this out. Let's think this through. Right. And is this really the way it is? Or right. is that just a shortcut we're falling back on because there's just too much information out there for us to process? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so I think a lot of that starts with what you were trying to do in establishing a common vocabulary, because that's another thing. Uh, I feel like if I ever were to get a PhD, I really want to do it um, in like communication or language. 100%. I mean, like through social work, but I feel like I hope people's you do that. language and vocabulary, like we all use the same words, but they mean different things all the fucking time. And we don't know exactly what we're talking about. We think we know, but it's through our lens of understanding instead of the other person's. And so when you establish that common vocabulary, you can actually start to speak the same language. And that made me think about, you know, that word crazy. Yes, um, yeah. I've grown to really fucking hate that word, even though I use it all the time because I'm like, okay, but I'm crazy though, right, you know? And right. if I say that, people are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, but, but what is crazy then? Crazy is someone mentally ill. I, I do have mental health issues. That mm. means that I'm crazy. Um, and so, you know, really like dissecting <laughs> these words and like, what are they, what is a crazy person? Right. Is, right. is that like the fucking Unabomber? Right. That's not everyone. Like there more people than ever have a mental illness. And so I, I don't know. I mean, there are obviously so many words that need to be reworked, but crazy is definitely one of them. Um, and I feel like that's just one of those shortcuts we use. We think, you know, I don't know. Now I'm just like going off on a no. This is no. If you have more, if you have more, please. This is this is no. I mean, that that was pretty much it. Just like, you know, when we use words like that, that kind of mean a lot of different things, but also one thing. (laughs) It's like slow down. When we use that, what do you mean by that? Um, so we can be on the same page. Okay. You just brought up so many, uh, great things. So I think I just, do you know, if you listen to the podcast, you're wrong about. No, I'm, I'm not a big podcast person. You gotta get, so I, there was a time where I wasn't, I was like, how the fuck do people listen to these long conversations? (laughs) Here we are. Um, 
uh, making one. Right. But yeah. <laughs> I fucking love them. I, 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 I love them. It's like- Sam of, loves them. People, people, yeah. It's one of my favorite forms of entertainment. Um, you're Wrong About is this uh, podcast that goes oh, back- Oh, is that the one you were asking me about Kurt Cobain? Other right right that, okay yeah, yeah, yeah i just found out about jim morrison too and he he was he was an abusive uh uh asshole um yeah i i also love jim morrison but that's <laughs> that's like another thing where i've kind of this is bad i've grown to accept that people with a certain level of success especially in the arts are like inherently i don't want to say a bad person because i don't really believe in bad people but like they they're just fucked up you know what I mean? Like there, there aren't many good guys who have made it that far and have created like amazing things. You know what I mean? Yes, I totally I do. Think part of that is obviously like the patriarchy and you know, who we're celebrating. Um, yes. but yeah. I mean, yeah. And the control, the power that we get money, um, connections, you know, that just like amplifies the bad parts of your personality but at the same time (laughs) this is great music (laughs) right yes yes i I, i'll need to send you this article um so two like because i was thinking about parallels for uh white supremacy and and racism and like trying to find things that are accessible um disentangling um someone's behavior from their art is important in the analysis of that artist. Um, And one of the things that you said is there, you have a level of acceptability for behavior from those types of artists. You did mention the patriarchy was the point that I was going there, that that I wanted to to, um, agree with um, because how many men do we forgive and then how many women have we just fucking pulverized for behavior that we have misconstrued and misrepresented? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we play down or almost celebrate a man's destructive and abusive behavior. And we take down fucking women who it happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time most often and so what's interesting about that too um also this is another tangent but i just really wanted to throw it out there because i found it so interesting and enlightening um i really wanted to put together a playlist um that i called black girl magic for when i'm in labor and delivery because i just wanted to feel like this powerful goddess who could do anything, you know? And so I was like, I'm just going to put like a whole bunch of black female artists. Um, I was so surprised at how few I came across in, in my music library. And I, I mean, I listened to all kinds of music and I feel like I had a lot of them, but there just aren't many in general in the industry. And I think like factually I knew that, but actually like scrolling through and seeing it, um was pretty disheartening but another thing kind of along that same line is um how we treat black artists as well thinking about for example michael jackson and oh my gosh what's his name r kelly Mm -hmm. um and and even like 
there's stuff within the black community about like let's not drag our heroes down because they're the only ones who really have you know but also like it's just more out there than with white folks like led zeppelin one of my favorite bands um jimmy page was with like a 13 or 15 year old model they were all they were all fucking uh pursuing um and grooming young young girls fucking uh david bowie i just yeah david bowie yep he was with pretty much I, i think it was the same girl there's this one girl who um was kind of like the original groupie and it's sad that she's called that when she was sexually abused by these men in power right um i mean i'm sure she got something out of it and maybe even enjoyed it but looking at it objectively that's that's what it is i just Um, read a quote from her that said like linda something yeah yeah um she she so the 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 like the, the the writer the journalist um said like she she talks about it like like you know with with a great nostalgia of like like that was like amazing you know it was incredible uh-huh. uh and then we'll say like we'll like follow it up with like but i wouldn't recommend it for anyone else like like yeah it, it's like she's she's recognizing she she, she recognizes to a degree the uh, how wrong the people empowers discretion was even if it like even if they entered into a consensual relationship even if it was in the 60s at a different fucking time think about a 13 year old right now yeah you know what i mean a 13 year old right now you would be able to fucking tell (laughs) like they're like even in the 60s, you would be able to tell with a 13-year-old. And this is like, we, we like, maybe this shit is so ubiquitous that it like, it, it becomes a punchline, uh, you know, just like with the Catholic church, like abusing, like we like, it's like we, I think this is something like similar to what you said, or like the, the, the dot connects. So we think we know what we know, you know, like we, what we, what we think we know is what is. And then we just don't think about what we know. We just, it's something that like, we just accept as a reality. And like, as if it, as if it is inevitable, as if it is just like priests molest boys like that's just life (laughs) right 100 percent i i had so many people um when i came back from la because that was like either the year i my last year there or the year i came back one of those years was when me too started um and so people would ask like did you see traces of that what was it like being in the industry like that and it, it was almost kind of I don't know how to describe it because to me, it felt like a truth that was always there, right? Like, unfortunately, there's that joke of like, who did you blow to get this role? You know, and, and like, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's how it is. And you kind of prepare for that. I, luckily I was never in that position. I hope never to be in that position, but you also kind of looked at it as a choice on the woman's end, um, not recognizing that, you know, 
people are raped or, you know, feel pressure to consent when what's happening isn't actually consensual. Um, but it's or necessary, like right, it's not right, like right. a part of it. It's it's something that we do that we don't have to do, like that we yeah. choose to do, and we create the problem that we need to solve. Like, mm -hmm. and then we try to think of solutions that don't solve the problem that we're creating because the only solution is stop doing the thing that we're doing. I I think that probing is like like you you say like you know like you don't know how to describe it like i'm i'm trying to find the words for that too i i don't know i'm curious if you if you had more of like a kind of uneasy feeling about it or what what was yes. your like general sense it was just almost confusion because i thought it was something right right well right. known right. about the industry right. um and i was just like i don't know why this is news right um but then right. there's also something unsettling about thinking that you know what i mean like not being shocked right not right at at something so horrifying right. you know just accepting like but that's what happens right. you didn't know that uh, it's unfortunate uh, i feel like it's almost like if someone you know like the, the news about catholic priest abuse uh coming out and someone who's not catholic being like that really happened uh yeah like you didn't another tangent um so i don't know if you ever like heard this growing up i feel like i heard this growing up and it didn't make sense to me people would say like catholicism and christianity are different um and i was always like but catholicism is christianity right. so how are they different um do you mean catholics and protestants are different because yeah. that would be right um, so anyway, fast forward to now, um, my mom's church sends out a bunch of missionaries to different places, um, which, you know, whatever. I feel like sometimes they do good work service wise, but then there's that quid pro quo of like, all right, now listen to me and what I have to say about the Bible. Um, but they, I always imagine missionaries going to like, really far off places where there's like no religion or maybe something like polytheistic or or whatever i, I don't know i don't know what i thought yeah, yeah but i saw that she had missionaries going to mexico and i was like mexico mexico is like very heavily catholic right. like most people there are already christian what are you doing there and she's like, no, they're not Christian, they're Catholic. But that's the same thing. We need to save them. We need to get them to the Lord. They believe in the Lord. Right. <laughs> I don't understand. Um <laughs> JFK, like they're like JFK was the first Catholic uh president, and like yeah. that was a mm -hmm. big thing. I don't know where the there hasn't been one since, right? I don't think so. Has it? I, I think John Kerry was like the, like was going to be the next one. Um, but I, I, I think it stems from Irish bigotry. I, I, I don't oh, know. Okay. But it's funny because, um, as Catholics, we homogenize other religions. And so it's 
Catholics or Christians. And so we don't like, you know, it's not like we don't understand any other like sect of what we call Christianity. Like we don't know what Protestant is or like Methodist. Like I have no fucking clue. Baptist, like we 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 just get taught that that's Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's all the same. I'd say like from going to mass, I was just confused about the like gestures and stuff. It's like more ritualized. Um, and then, right. you know, obviously there are like the saints and stuff that other Protestants don't really. Right. Just more rules in general, <laughs> like more, more organization. Yeah. Everyone else is like, all right, come in, we'll pray, we'll talk. All right. More higher, hi. <laughs> higher, hierarchical, hierarchical. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like we have stayed on a pretty existential and philosophical plane. Um, I, I guess what I wouldn't mind continuing is, or so we have talked suffering and God. Um, I think we've touched yeah, on the other questions, systems. So safety, safety, safety. And so I'm curious what you think about that. Like, do you think again, it should be like, what is safe? Like, what do you think safety is? Like, is that how I should mm -hmm. begin? Because this, how I lift it is like, do you feel safe? What, do, and then what does safety mean to you? Um, does everyone deserve to feel safe? Can everyone be safe? And, and like, can we can we have a shared definition of what safety is? Do you have an idea like when 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 that question is posed, like what is safety, or like what does safety mean to you? I guess. Mm -hmm. I think that safety and suffering kind of go hand in hand. In fact, I think like how you structured this does make sense i maybe put god either first or last just because of the size of like right. that conversation um but i think these questions are good does everyone deserve to feel safe might feel prickly to some people i would mm -hmm. start with can everyone be safe first yeah um and then do you feel safe is in general do you feel safe um because they're like the person could feel safe there in that moment feel safe at home feel safe at work they don't feel safe walking home at night you right, know right or you know the opposite and and i i would like to get a gauge on like i you know I'm not going to be able to change their definitions of these words in a meeting, but yeah. I would like to get an idea of how they define these words. Mm -hmm. I think a good litmus test, I don't know when to deploy this, but I, this will, I, I think this would really clear up where they are in reality. You know how like your mom, like your mom is sharing with you theories that we will be under mind control it sucks that there are the like such crazy conspiracy theories about people in power because 
there are a lot of shit that they're doing right out in the open that is like just as mm-hmm. fucking scary. The litmus test I want to deploy is if they believe in the big lie. So do they believe the election was stolen from Trump? Do they believe that 1-6 wasn't bad or that it wasn't an attack or it's getting overblown or it wasn't even by Trump support? Like that is, that would show, that would tell me a lot about where they are. And I want to know that, (laughs) but, you know, like prickly might be like uh, an understatement for what that could bring up. Uh, So you can go a couple of different ways, right? In order to try to avoid the prickliness. I guess first, what what do you think that's going to tell you and how important is that information? Totally. Um, that, I think that tells me how their, it, 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 it tells me their reality or, or like it gives me a better vision of, of, of their reality. And yeah, but like you kind of know the answer to that, right? Or you can deduce you you can you can come up with a probability right for how they're going to fall on that and this is already kind of an us and them thing that you're trying not to be an us and them thing right so this is just going to confirm suspicions you already have and then what do you do from there right right and if it's just information for me to know how is that benefiting them and like everything really should be uh mutual benefit um because even in we even in the way that we operate like you can't get to peace through bad means you know like that like the way to peace is through that purity and through love and so everything that you do really has like like the the outcome that you want has to reflect how you got there or, or like how you, how you get there will reflect whatever outcome, you know? Mm-hmm. And if so, if so you want a peaceful outcome, you have to have a, a peaceful path to get there. Now that doesn't mean that you can't be on the receiving end of violence. Like that I think is like obviously inevitable, but you can travel on a road to peace as long as your operation operations are peaceful and so you're absolutely right in thinking about like what what does that not like okay yeah you understand where they are but like what do you do with that so i would almost understand like there are questions similar to what you're asking in your notes um that can kind of help you understand without actually bringing it up And I think this is something maybe, you know, after a few successful meetings, especially if the same people are coming back and you're kind of getting to know them, then to talk about like, how do we get where we want to be? Right. What are our rights as Americans? Right. Um, How do we understand those rights? How do we understand our right to free speech and protest? Is this something that should always be peaceful? If not, where do you draw the line? Like, at what point is it okay 
to use violence. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and once you start understanding the answers to those questions, you get your answer to that big question without bringing it up. Right. Because yeah, I mean that it could be, like you said, prickly to say the least. So I, Um, I want to, so my, I think my reasoning behind wanting to include that was, or because I, I don't, you know, I, I, I think it's wise to not, um, to, you know, not pose it as that question. There are, there are different ways to, to get what I want from that. But just like you said, um, my, my thing is I want to be as transparent as possible. I don't want to, I don't want to lie by omission. Like I want to be as straight up as possible. But that doesn't mean I can't be tactful with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with deploying some tact along with honesty and vulnerability. Yeah. The, yeah the, like, even if that is a something that I believe or, like, would want to know, you know, like, it doesn't mean that I need to say it now. <laughs> Yeah, you know. for sure. <laughs> One of those obvious <laughs> things. And that's, so I think uh, cliches, like our cliches are typically the answer because all of this is out in the open. Um, most of the bad things that our government does is out in the open and most of the answers are out in the open. And so cliche, the cliches that we have are right. We have to jerk, we, but but you don't know it. Tell me if you felt something similar where you feel like you've had a profound moment, but like then you realize that the lesson is something that you've known or like like you've heard. Yes. But it's like it happens all the time. Oh my God, I I I know what this is now. Because it's like really resonating deeply with you for the first time instead of just like like that blind faith we were talking about before, you know, there's a difference between like, oh yeah, I know that versus like, I know, like I know in my bones, I know it, you know? And it resonates in such a way because you have journeyed to that yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what I hope to do with this, again, thinking guardrails is to put up the guardrails to help people journey to the answers themselves like or, you know basically construct guardrails with them <laughs> to uh journey to the like to, for them to get to the answers themselves um mm-hmm. because i mean what that is is establishing boundaries and boundaries are essential i mean just like regulations yeah. in systems are essential um you need boundaries it's not encroaching on your freedom you know it's Mm -hmm. it's to our mutual benefit right (laughs) that 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 is what I, i i hope to to establish is just a way for people to journey to those truths themselves and it's it, 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 because it's something that we're told. So if you tell them that again, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
even with, I think, evidence and data, like, I think it doesn't hurt to have that evidence and data there, but that's not everything. It's not everything. Like they have to travel there with their heart too. Yeah. Right. You know? And so that's the type of stuff that I should be honest about of like, this is how I think things can work. Do you agree? <laughs> you know, like, like when I'm thinking about like responding to this guy. So I guess that's what I like would kind of want to end with since we're approaching three hours. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to release like all three hours. I'll, I'll, I'll go through. I think we have a lot here. We will have to continue this another time because there's, there's, there's a lot here and yeah. a lot that I don't think we got to tangents <laughs> galore. Um, Can I suggest one more thing? Yes, please. I'm really starting to feel like the safety piece is the most important question. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. most important questions. Because, well, like I was saying before, safety and suffering are tied together, but a lot of the suffering of others, like this skirt game could potentially make people feel unsafe being themselves. And I think the more we can come back to that and right. bring about... Right empathy right. um and that you don't want other people to feel unsafe i think there are very few people who truly deep down don't want other people to feel safe right right um especially by something they're doing and so i would almost encourage you to continue to bring that up right continue safety just in in about all of your discussions sunny i think that is at the heart of the reaction that I got at that meeting. It's this in our bones, I don't want to hurt anyone. And I can't believe you're saying that what I'm doing is. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree. Starting with safety and someone's experience with safety how that like moments they felt unsafe mm -hmm. how that contrast or like feeling of safety most of the time helps you live and lead a life and then you know is it like is it possible can everyone be safe can everyone feel that way um i think that question will probably lead to human nature and then I guess that's a good way to either lead into God or suffering <laughs> mm -hmm. or maybe systems. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cause like systems can create places that are unsafe for people. Yeah. And do. Um, I think you'll feel it out, especially as right. you start to have these conversations more and more like with that guy, right. with other friends. I was thinking about inviting him to an open mic because he said he wanted to like meet up for a beer so i was like we can i, I was thinking about saying like oh, yeah let like because i want to kind of show him my humanity mm -hmm. i was wondering what you thought of that no wrong answers yeah <laughs> i think it could also feel like you're meeting on your turf or somewhere where you have power it's such a great point. um and he's kind of a guest at your event I'm so happy you said uh, I'm that. Not, I'm not sure that that is how he'll take it. 
but um i think that's also pretty cool or yeah like like you said humanity in the sense that you're multi-dimensional like you're right. not just this social justice warrior right. here to like shit on everybody's parade you have a life right. you have other right. things you're interested right. in you're just a regular person who's trying to do the right thing like everybody else is i'm so happy you said that so and i like that you are, are on board with the idea of it um so to address that first point i have thought about that and i have a place that would be on his turf it's up in blue ash and it's oh, a brewery fancy. and it's all white uh i'm sure it's like it's 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 people that he would feel comfortable with okay um and so i was like so we can uh, so i was thinking about saying like we can meet here or because i was gonna say like like that's your turf i was literally thinking about turf and stuff um <laughs> and so i was like we can meet on your on yours or like there's this place Sitwells. I fucking love it. It's Tuesday nights. Um, I look forward to it every goddamn week. But it's just great. It's this great open mic, and it's this great place, like this very accepting place uh, on their bathroom. Just like to give you an idea of uh, of this place on on their bathroom. Uh, like they have individual bathrooms, and um, it just says gender gen neutral. Gender is a construct. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, love it. and there are just uh, like a ton of queer people there and it's all like artists and like like open people you know and so i i i was thinking like so like we can we could go there too but like i like basically giving him a choice to like and saying like i don't know if that would like highlight it more that like i am open to you know you know what i mean like yeah i don't know yeah i think giving a choice is good okay cool um <sighs> I really hope he chooses Sitwells. Uh, that would just be funny. I mean, not only would it be eye-opening if he's never been to a place like right. that before, but I just imagine like you ever go to a restaurant and then you just kind of like happen to eavesdrop on a conversation mm -hmm. next to you and it's like, what the fuck are they mm -hmm. talking about? <laughs> mm -hmm. There are I, I wonder if he would be afraid to open up then. Well, but, um, there are trans yeah. <laughs> there are trans people there. Uh -huh. you know like like he he would be exposed so i i, I what i'm imagining is may, maybe i should tell him that there's a choice but like say fret so the name of the place is fretboard like say fretboard is fine um first and then if you like if we have a productive dialogue we could do sit wells or something like so i mean it's all dependent but here i am like i'm fucking optimistic that something productive could come out of this i i, I think i have a lot of blind faith <laughs> yeah like uh, he's not gonna lure you into an alley and stab you right <laughs> right like, don't right. don't come back right don't talk about it <laughs> right like i i think that like there's gonna be a lot that i, I think there's gonna be a lot in here that i don't know that resonates um on a human level where like yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not coming i'm not mentioning like like traditional politics at all right you know what i mean i'm not like like i need to make sure sure i need to be attentive to any sort of us versus them sort of thing like and and make sure to 
exclude that. We have no thems. <laughs> yeah. We have no thems. And like, I, I, I want to, so I want to try to establish some truths um, that were, that are so basic that it's, that it doesn't require the question. So let me, let me hit you with this. So like, we breathe the same air. We depend on one another. Um, and then it gets into <laughs> some, the U.S. was founded on slavery and genocide. Like that is a truth, but I think it goes, it escalates too quickly. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. You know what I mean? I don't think I realized it as I was writing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but like the we breathe the same air thing, I I, I can't get over that. Like. When, when talking about climate, it's just like, yeah, you might have enough resources to prolong the inevitable, but it's not not coming for you. Like, you're not Jeff Bezos. Like, you're not going to fucking go to space. There's no escape for it. There's no no planet B. Yeah. I So, because hmm. we do and we don't. Right, right. Um, like, we, we all need to breathe right. and we all need oxygen. Um, and then you look at how communities um, without as many resources tend not to have as many trees or plants or green right, space. Right, right. Um, the air is not cleaner or, or they might be located next to some sort of plant or factory or you know some sort of pollutant um, that makes their air harder to breathe. Whereas privileged communities right. don't necessarily have that problem so yeah we we do and we don't right right so i that that really brings up a a, a i think a more interesting way to set that up then is oh my god maybe this could be a one of those Let's journey to the, like, not without telling them, let's journey to this truth together, right? And mm -hmm. so it's like, we, we can agree that the air, we, you know, we all breathe air, we, you know, like, so start there. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, we, yeah, we do. <laughs> it's like, we all need clean air to breathe, you know? So, but try not to tip the hand. I think it needs to be a delicate walk there. You mm -hmm. know, like, don't spook them yeah <laughs> but i think or make them feel trapped you know like that this was a setup right right <laughs> right 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 100 but do you get what i'm saying like if yeah yeah oh, fuck. lead by example if you can show if you can do the work and show the results <laughs> that is so powerful and so like like journeying to a truth like regardless of how small you know like it just fucking builds that momentum like mm -hmm. like think about i got their attention you yeah. know what i mean and that starts something and yeah. then and then that makes for an easier conversation for us because we we can ground it in something real although we are talking about lofty things this is concrete this is a dialogue that is opening up you know, mm -hmm. and that allows us because I think this is almost the conduit between I, I hope I'm using that right word between 
the those who are awake and those who aren't you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. like that that conversation needs to be open like the the phone lines need to be open there and so that's what really helps ground these conversations mm -hmm. which i think is good and me putting that out there for everyone to listen to i think goes with that transparency you know so it doesn't like getting at what i want without having to like say it you know like explicitly like right. this putting this out there is is my way of i i kind of want to lay my cards on the table like i want to i want to show that i have nothing to hide yeah you know because again i think that's leading by example i mm -hmm. I, I i've been thinking like and this might be not the right imagery to bring up right away, but like that white men have to take it on the chin that we have to, we have to be the ones to go out and say these things without equivocation and accept a backlash that might happen. The fact that there might be a backlash to the truth is the exact reason why the truth needs to be stated. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, like if, if, if someone who is speaking up for justice is threatened with violence, that means speaking up for justice is even more important, like, like makes yeah. it even more important, like even more like urgent to do, you know? So that's gonna be my approach. I'm gonna try not to, like, I'm not gonna make it a right left divide um gonna try to find common truths and like dig in instead of like trying to debate trying to find you know common common language similar to you know aa like making those like building guardrails together so that they have a path like this new information can really be gut punching and it can it can feel very very bad yeah. um and so without a out kind of a roadmap to to heal from that gut punch um you might not come out of it help healthy mm -hmm. um and so you know that's why i want to i want to set this up journey i want to journey to these answers together because this is a white people problem and it requires white people to solve it um and literally the only way we're going to solve it is by talking about it and so it's not i don't think it like that gets dismissed as naive but i don't think it's naive to believe that and i believe that this is my moment like this Hell is yeah. the, the opening that i see here and like you said i could I, ultimately i will be a stone if i'm lucky you know making ripples like in the grand scheme of things you know um, yeah. it's always going to be just that little bit but this is where i can see myself doing that little bit you know what yeah. i mean so 100 i'm going to, <laughs> to 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 try to take that little bit we so we have um a lot to talk about when we follow up i'd like to follow up with you again if that's okay um sure but talking about the parallels of white supremacy and 
other things that we see in our culture. I, I think obesity is one of the things that we like the way that we perceive weight um, and the way it gets stigmatized is such a like there's such a stark parallel um, that is accessible across race and gender. Um, and we get misinformation and uh, almost uh, like the what we get from authority figures within that, like like doctors, even doctors stigmatize it um, mm -hmm. and can make us feel bad about it. So like in the same way that like authority figures in white supremacy can perpetuate or make us feel bad or like, you know, get these outcomes that aren't necessary. They exist because we created these uh, stigmas. I think we have like, we, we, we scratch the surface of systems, but thinking about like what created this outcome, what were its surrounding circumstances? What is our obligation to change it? Like, I think there's always like stuff there because that's like seeking the root. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about labels a lot because if you're like it, it, removing the left, right, the Dem rep, we hide behind labels so much that that's going to feel, I think, a bit vulnerable, especially when you can't label someone else. I think that's even more discomforting to us than having our own label. If we can't name or label someone else that like we're unfamiliar with then that seems threatening to us or certain labels seem threatening so like uh my labels recovering alcoholic uh bipolar uh vegan uh abolitionist um and so back to communication i wrote our language has only has so much capacity for our complexity I think this is mm -hmm. a point that you were making earlier. Um, yeah. You you brought up crazy. I, I I wanted to make this point about, or I wanted to um, accompany what you what you had said with because of our limited capacity, like we don't have other words to to use, and so we have to almost take words that are stigmatized and just kind of own them. Uh, and that's very similar to what's happening with fat as well. So like when you get into like if if, if I if I'm able to bring in obesity in a successful way to parallel this. Thinking about words like fat, those have been used, that's been a word that has been used in a very hurtful way, but how is overweight any better? And that, that sounds like, that sounds like a failure of some sort. Mm -hmm. Like, like you, you, you are overweight and it would be better for you to be some like whatever is like what and, and all we're talking about with overweight is a person's physical physique like mm -hmm. it's not anything like it's it's nothing aside from that physical description yeah um and so fat can be that physical description just like tall you know like and it's not a it's not something that is degrading it's something that is a description and it's it's what describe like just like tall it's 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 some it's it's mm -hmm. a state of being um, right um or it just is you know and so yeah thinking about those words because we just don't have like think about like what other word would you use for fat like overweight isn't 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 good uh, larger is one that 
I don't know about, I, I know about fat and people who are fat say they like that word. Um, I don't know about larger, but I know that overweight isn't one that is uh, appreciated. Yeah, what I'm hearing with like overweight and even larger because that er part, you're comparing it to something else. Right, right. 100%, 100%. Um, so I think discussing labels and how it's so much more than that word, you know, like, what do they mean by Democrat? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's so much there. And so talking about labels before we get to politics, I think is, is important. Um, mm -hmm like having a shared sense of like what that, what that is. And then I like, we also need to talk about those rhetorical tricks and like the fallacious conventional wisdom that's so pervasive in these conversations. Like, I think I was mentioning this to you the other day about naming their playbook, like the plays in their playbook and like having, because, because there are such similar plays ran, if they're able to be named, it could be easier to understand for people who are coming to this fresh. So how are you feeling? Any, any uh, lingering thoughts or things, or I, I didn't let you get to? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, did you say labels is something we'll talk about next time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause I have, I have stuff on that. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, please, because uh, Gucci. Yeah, we we have we have quite a bit to talk about. Um, I because I, I want to get into. Ugh, there's just so much baseline. There's so much baseline. I want to get into like intentions and like how we view our intentions and like I intentions and action and outcome and like our incentives. Like <laughs> there's so much. There's just so much. Um, but I think this was a solid like way to to begin. So I'm yeah, excited to absolutely to 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 edit this together and and have uh have like ha have yeah, have that solid uh first first footing. Sunny, thank you so much. Tell Sam I say no hey. No problem. We'll do. Love you lots. Talk soon. Love you. Take care. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye.